everything needs a code these days. Hi, I'm Val Pancakes. Uh, joining me tonight on the stack, I have the Lucha Baseball uh, Boomer Hatfield. Hello. You can find... Hi, you can find Boomer Wrestling, I don't know, pretty much everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're in Camp Leapfrog um, as one half of the tag team champs with friend of the stack, Shay McCoy. Um, I know you also have stuff in you wrestle Pizza Party Pro, um, ISW, WWR Plus. I know you've done Sean Henderson Presents shows. Um, I saw you have C4 coming up. I know you've mm -hmm. been in Limitless in New South. I don't know that there's anywhere you haven't been. Um, so, <laughs> so you can find Boomer uh, pretty much everywhere. And you're also the WNRN Internet Champion. So, ooh, I have it here. <laughs> oh man, are, are, do we need to worry about somebody coming to try to take that from you like mid show? Say again. Do we need to worry about someone like coming to challenge you for that like mid show? I think most people understand that if I'm mid match, they're not going to ruin my match. Uh, <laughs> mid trying to take my title, but I will fight them if if need be. I will stop what my my legal contest to fight the illegal contest part of it so if need be mm. this, this title this neon title that i just won it's very precious to me it's very heavy yeah it looks like it has some heft to it so uh, did, you, did you like that reveal like it's right here yeah i was i was i was surprised i didn't see that there before but i'm glad that you have it on you mm -hmm. um i just hope that throughout the course of our time together this it's, oh. it stays safe. Only Shay knows where I live. So if she's not in the chat, I am suspect. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I just hope that, I mean, I hope that everything goes okay. I, I wouldn't want right. somebody coming to challenge you during our time together. That would so. be very Please weird. Stop coming, alerting people. <laughs> 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 So if you know it, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining me tonight. I was really excited to have you on. I know you don't do a lot of uh, podcast interviews. So thank you Is for agreeing to hang out with me for a little bit. Um, kind of jump right into things. Going to roll through. Um, what was a young boomer like? A young boomer like was like, so... <laughs> pretty much like I am now. <laughs> so I've always been an energetic, um, silly person. Um, I try to maintain a very positive um, personality. Um, but I liked, I didn't do a lot of sports, but I liked wrestling. Um, so that was my main activity when I was a kid. Um, but I try to be pretty consistent with <laughs> the mindset. You know, like, uh, as a kid, I'm small, I was bullied a lot, so, like, obviously I could go on the route of being angsty, but I just said no, and I just tried to <laughs> be this. Yeah, well, this, this, this. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, how did you decide to pursue wrestling? Um, I was always interested in wrestling. Um, I never was sure if it was a viable option for me but it was like a one day i'm just like i'm gonna do this and then shay helped me through it like just starting it and kind of snowballed
from there. But I was always like a fan of just general wrestling. So who has had the most influence on you both in and out of wrestling? Who's had the most influence on me? And it can be two different people or whatever. Uh, a lot of combo characters. Can I say that? Fictional character? Yeah. Yes. So um, big fan of like Superman, the Flash, um, big fan of comic books and stuff like that. So they were people that they were characters that I very much looked up to as a kid. I read everything um, that I could find about them. And they were just people, characters that I, I looked up to a lot and tried to model a, uh, a moral code around, if you will. Um, Oh, that's fine. <laughs> so what has been your greatest achievement in wrestling? Greatest achievement. Um, just, uh, there's a few. Um, the moment where I beat my dad for the mask. Um, that was kind of the culmination of my first year of wrestling. It was a big spot for me to be in, to have this kind of match and just to kind of have this cathartic kind of like climax to this moment and that it really hit home. Uh, it registered with a lot of people. Um, the story, uh, the moments, um, it mattered to me a lot of, of this story of overcoming your bullies. Um, and I'm really happy with the way that was told um, I'm really happy with that moment, that match. Um, and, but that was like kind of like one of my uh, early moments. And then uh, winning the tag titles from Camp Leapfrog with Shay, um, that was another kind of like build up, uh, cathartic moment for me. Um, Shay is my best friend ever. <laughs> you know, it's like, Aww. and just getting to do this with them. And it was so much fun. It was, I, I was happy with the whole experience, all of the matches, um, and we got there and we got the ball and we ran with it. And I'm very proud of what we put together for that program um, and where we climaxed uh, at the end. So it was very cathartic. It was very pleasing um, overall. So I, I'm very proud of those kind of two moments um, kind of in my journey so far. <laughs> So what has been one of the greatest obstacles that you've overcome? Size. Um, <laughs> physically, uh, that's always been a thing that I've had to deal with forever. Uh, I never grew an inch past 14 years old. So, or gained <laughs> any weight. I've just kind of been the same framework since high school. Um, that's always been a general thing that dealing with life. Um, but obviously it factored into wrestling a lot, um, obviously from my style, um, the stories that we tell, um, the opponents that I work, um, there's a lot of like expectations that come with being someone of my size versus anything else. So telling me those kind of stories, um, obviously there's an obvious story of like David versus Goliath and stuff like that, but, um, crafting creative stories around that, um, <laughs> me being physically able to do things, uh, being smaller than everyone was obviously a challenge inside and outside of wrestling. Um, I think those, that's one of the more um, 
physical uh, limitations that I thought. And then just kind of like being creative um, when it came to wrestling is like coming in, trying to make an impact, trying to be smart and listen and creative at the same time. You're learning the basics, the fundamentals, but there's the pressure for you to be innovative and uh, amazing. <laughs> you know, uh, something, I mean, I can do uh, some physical things that a lot of other people can't do. And it's like, where do you kind of like, uh, what limits do you set upon yourself um, or things like that? Like, where do you, where do you let yourself stop and be comfortable with what you're doing versus do I need more? Do I need to do more? Is there a bigger adrenaline rush that I can find? Stuff like that. So it's kind of like finding that and being comfortable with where you are and incrementally getting better instead of like, go, 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 go. I need to be this good now. It's like being like, okay, here I am. Go bit, bit, bit. Instead of like, you know, here to here, you know, there's no, pre like trying to, trying to find the happy, uh, building of a character of a wrestler um instead of just feeling the pressure to be amazing all at once you know or just pushing myself to my physical limitations further than it needs to go because i've seen that happen a lot with people it's like some people feel the pressure that they just need to just put themselves out there and it can hurt people it can hurt you it can hurt mentally and physically and stuff like that so just trying to kind of weather that as I'm kind of developing wrestling over the last couple of years. If that makes any sense. <laughs> oh, no, I, I kind of get what you're saying. You're just saying to like, you, you don't have to do everything right away. Like as long as you're improving with each. As long as, as, long as you allow yourself to learn and grow naturally, you know, <laughs> that's something I've, I've tried to do. That's something I was taught a lot. So so um, I know that you spent some time training at Russell Factory. Um, what were some of the what was what's your biggest takeaway from from your training there? At the factory, uh, or wherever learning, you train now, or training in general. So, at the factory per se, because that was uh, at the Russell Factory, learning under Chikara and stuff like that. Worked with Hollow Wicked, uh, Quack, um, Fire Ant. Um, Drew Gulak and stuff like that like you learn a lot of creative things a lot of smart wrestling logical storytelling um, crazy lucha which I still love to do um, there's there's there is a good balance of learning the basics and then allowing yourself to grow creatively that that was kind of like my takeaways from that um and then I moved on to Cheeseburger School, the, the Worldwide Dojo. And that's just a, a great, comfortable, amazing environment that, that was like after the factory kind of shut down, all the shenanigans happened. Moving on to that and just finding a nice, comfortable, safe space for a lot of people. Um, and then CB, uh, learning from him has been just a fantastic, um, like, eye-opening experience for me just learning something different obviously he's trained in all those things as well but like he just has a new fresh uh, perspective on all this so very happy to just kind of like naturally move on to this next part of training and growing um and I love it there that's awesome I'm glad that 
we were able to find somewhere comfortable to go after the other. And I'm glad that you're able to continue to, to grow and expand what you do because I, I enjoy, obviously I wouldn't have asked to speak with you if I didn't enjoy the wrestling that you do. I'm a huge fan Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, of both you um, in the single stuff that you've done, as well as the tag team stuff that you've done with Shay. Um, just to see, to, to me, it's different. It looks different. Mm-hmm. And the things that you do are different than the things that other people do, even though there are other people that do similar things. Like, I just don't see it as much, I think. And so like, like you stick out to me because of that. Thank you. That was a, that was one of the things that we corely wanted to do. Um, obviously because me and Shay have two different like wrestling styles, but really, really thought the way our chemistry works. Um, obviously we trained so much together um, that our chemistry was natural. Um, but when we were put into this situation where we could create this tag team, it just kind of clicked immediately. Obviously, the, the story was pointing us in one direction, but our, our chemistry was so good that we kind of just made it happen anyway, like that we were we were tagging. So um, that was always one of the, that's another when you go back to like the story of like us grabbing the tag titles for Leapfrog, it was just it was such a cathartic for, thing for us too doing that because everyone like was trying to not make that a thing, you know, like within the Chikar world, like um, that wasn't part of our story. We weren't supposed to be this tag team, but we enjoyed it so much that we were, and we were so naturally good at being a tag team together that it just, we had to make it happen and we did. And obviously we're here now and I'm happy. I'm, I'm it, my favorite part of wrestling is getting the tag with Shay. Uh, it's the happiest that I am in, in the ring, um, getting to work with them and creating stories around that. So it, it's been a very, very happy journey for that part of it for me um, and Shay as well. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I like I love watching your match. I loved your match from Creep Frog. I thought that was great. Everyone check oh, out Creep you. Frog. On that was a, that was a different person. That was an ant. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> so um, we talked earlier you've been like everywhere like I feel like within the past year like you've really like taken on like post-pandemic or mid-pandemic and like went for it and you've been several several places all up and down the eastern half of the United States. Probably the East Coast, yeah. <laughs> um, but with all that traveling comes um, questions about being on the road, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you listen to when you're traveling? All right, so I knew this question was coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so nobody likes what I put on in the car and it's really frustrating for me because I like uh listening to classic rock um I like putting on I'm a Pandora guy and I just leave it on and I kind of like let my stuff play and everyone's like boomer what is this music and I'm like it's Pink Floyd like 
or Queen or ELO. And then it's like, this is the classics. This is music. And everybody's just like, no, let's put on trap music and listen to ridiculous meme stuff. And I'm like, whatever. You can control when you're not driving. And then I end up driving for six hours because I get to control the radio doing that. So it's kind of like a mixed bag. It's like, now I have to drive for six hours, but I get to listen to good music versus whatever the crap other people like to listen to. Um, and again, I like all forms of music, but I can't listen to it for six hours. So, and so like it forces other people to tell their stories too, because if they don't want to listen to my music, turn down volume and they have to talk the whole time and they can tell their stories and stuff like that. I'm not a great storyteller, so I just like to listen a lot. Um, but yeah, so like it kind of forces them to be interactive in the car. So, or else I'm cranking up the Led Zeppelin. So, so you're a classic rock guy. Yes. And nobody else is a classic rock person. And not to the point that at the That's surprising. That I have, unfortunately. You know, they're just like, okay, we've listened to Led Zeppelin for an hour. I'm like, well, these albums are six hours long, so we got to finish the album. <laughs> I'm not this much of a pain in the butt, but. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so um, that sounds like a lot. Oh, here's another thing that, that oh, yeah. to that point, it's not only about what we're listening to, but a lot, a lot of people like to criticize how I drive. So oh. I drive very safe. I drive the speed limit. Um, and we always get to our destination on time. I'm a punctual person too. So I always get us to where we need to go on time. In fact, I like to leave early. Other people don't like to leave early. People on wrestler time. So they like to show up a half hour after when I asked them to show up at my house, I'm like, well, you're driving then. <laughs> you know? I was up, I was awake, I'm showered, I'm fresh, I'm ready to go at three o'clock in the morning and we're driving to Indianapolis. Uh, but a lot of people are like, no, we need to drive there as fast as possible. We need to make no stops. And I'm like, I'm, 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 Fun, safe, enjoyable to drive with, uh, but some people call me a grandma. Well, I mean, it's better to get there slowly and safely than not at all. Mm -hmm. I'm fast in the ring. I am comfortable and slow on the road. If we take nothing else away from tonight, take let's take away that. Yeah. <laughs> you are... Fast and reckless in the ring, but you are punctual and super safe, and you do nothing that would hurt you on the road. Yes, see, when correct. I when I walk, everyone safely to where they need to go so they can get beat up. <laughs> Brilliant, and that's all you can hope for, really. Um, I won't let anybody slander your driving around me. If I hear that, I'll be like, no, no, no. I hear that he's very safe. Thank you. I might pull you aside at some shows and be like, get them. <laughs> if we're ever at the same show, by all means, you can cash that in. <laughs> so other than listening to Classic Rock, um, what, like, what is your go-to road snack? Like, what do you have either at your, when you start off your, your drive at three o'clock in the morning or um, when you're coming back? Okay, so... I try to avoid too much sugar. Um, I like my sugar-free Red Bulls. 
um, if I can find them, hard to find, like flavored, you know, there's the regular sugar-free, but when you get the flavored sugar-free, those are great. Um, I'm a pretzel guy. I like the little pretzels, little pretzels, um, but not like, not like chips or anything like that. Like occasionally if I'm feeling froggy, I'll get a bag of candy. I love candy. Shay will tell you how much I love candy, but it has to be special. So what kind of candy do you go for? I love the sours. I'm a big sours fan. Um, give me the sour watermelons, even if they're the knockoff, like, you know, sour watermelons, I'll go for them. Um, the worms, stuff like that. So I like gummies and sours. Nice. So I've never. Oh, and then I always get a, a bag of combos for my partner before I come home. That's my, I'm sorry I was gone for so long. Uh, I saw I'll get them up at like a nice bag of combos because they love combos. Oh, that's cute. That's, that's, that's extra cute. <laughs> they're tired of it. Like, so now I have to surprise them with different flavors because uh, they're like, oh, great combos again. I'm like, but they're pizza flavored. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> well that's adorable um <laughs> but i've never so like i and i just recently on twitter saw um people slandering pretzels i personally am not the biggest pretzel fan unless soft, it's like the hard, big soft the i like the big soft pretzels like with the cinnamon soft. sugar that you get with like the icing, but like that's not an everyday snack so I'm for funny. me. I'm, I'm funny with like the big Bavarian pretzels. Uh, I don't like all of the salt on them. Sometimes you'll go to a place, I like it when you have uh, the big pretzel and the cheese sauce. I love the cheese sauce. Uh, but when it's like literally all salt, like I have to like, I'm the guy who's like brushing it all off. Um, Cause sometimes they overdo it a little bit. Um, and that really messes you up on the road, in my opinion. I don't like too much salt. But I like, I, I love soft pretzels. I love hard pretzels. I like the sticks, the little nets, the little the little pretzels, the big pretzel. Uh, I love pretzels. Hmm. Do you just like regular pretzels? Do you go for like flavored pretzels? No, not the weird pretzel. No, no, no. Just regular pretzels. Oh, so flavored pretzels are weird. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big, uh, cause I'm not a big condiments guy. I'm not a big, like special flavors kind of guy. Like I'm born, I guess <laughs> when it comes to foods. Um, I, I like the sours and the salt, the, the sweet, but I don't like, uh, like I, I hate pickles. I hate ketchup. I hate mustard. I hate mayo and relish. Same. I hate all of that stuff. Um, so I'm also not a condiments girl at mm. all. Mm. By any stretch of imagination, I wouldn't eat any of that either. So fine by me. Fine <laughs> by me. So who are your typical road buddies? Like who do you usually travel with besides probably Shay? Hey, <laughs> most of the time. Uh travel with Calix a lot, uh, who's a hoot and a half, uh, Razor a lot, uh, Mach 10. Uh, the ants, <laughs> all the general people that I travel with uh, for the rest of the factory, uh, uh, crumbles into Farge a lot. Um, we argue a lot. It's great. Um, <laughs> but uh, generally, generally the, the, the group I kind of trained with a lot. So what has been one of your favorite cities to visit, to wrestle in? Uh, 
I don't get up to New York enough. I love New York. I love Boston. Um, oddly enough, I don't get the I don't get to wrestle in Philadelphia a lot, which is ridiculous. Uh, I get booked in Jersey a lot or West PA a lot, but not in Philadelphia where I live. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's really bad. it's like I got a booking in Philly, fantastic. Um, but generally, uh, and then going out to uh, uh, I loved going out to Indiana a lot. Um, just seeing that crowd, it just it generally just kind of seeing all the people when I get get to go out there is one of my favorite stuff. Indiana in itself is boring, and Ohio is the worst state in the world. But um, <laughs> just getting to see all my friends when I get to go that twelve hour drive uh, is worth it. <laughs> Aww. Chicago too. Chicago is amazing. I love Chicago. Friendship. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite move to give and what is your favorite move to take? Favorite move to give? The Michinoku driver. Takamichi Michinoku is uh, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And the longest time people were like, no, you are a small guy. You shouldn't be slamming people with moves like that. And then I was, after a while, I was like, uh, I can physically do it. I'm going to do it. It's my favorite wrestler and it's my favorite move. So I started doing it. Um, that's one of my favorite moves to give. And then one of my favorite moves to do, to take, is a monkey flip. But it doesn't happen often because obviously I'm smaller than everybody. Usually that's a flip-flop situation where the bigger guy is giving the smaller person the monkey flip. But if I get monkey flipped, I can cover the entire distance of the ring. Uh, I am very good at that bump. So uh, not enough people give me monkey flips. So give Boomer more monkey flips. I can flip and land on my feet too. So it'll be completely ineffective and look really cool. And I can come back and kick the guy in the face. Which is truly the plan. I'm, I'm, I'm telling people that they can monkey flip me, but my secret plan is to land on my feet and then kick them. So I win. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if anybody um, is watching this and wants to uh, attempt to monkey flip Boomer, he will kick you in the face afterwards. Yes. I'm not Brilliant. a big kicker in the face kind of guy, but I will do it out of that. <laughs> you don't generally walk around kicking people in the face. I usually can't reach that high. <laughs> the heads are up here. My foot can get like this area. So it's like a little chin. Uh, or like I get on the, the chest of the neck, but nobody gets a straight face kick from me. Just give him a little boop. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you have any like pre-match rituals that you, something you always do before your matches or something that you always listen to or whatever? I'm a big proponent of uh, stretching and yoga and stuff like that. Uh, so I can't feel good about going out there unless I've like stretched for like 20 minutes. Uh, I'm very uh, cautious about safety, my body going out there. It's just, I need to be limber. I need to be, feel comfortable, safe, or like, it's just, I'm not going to feel great out there. Um, so it, it's, it's, I love doing yoga. Um, and it's just like people, it, it's weird because like people will go out there with like nothing. They'll go out there cold. They didn't stretch. They didn't warm up, whatever. And I'm like, I'm amazed by you people. I see this at the gym all the time too. Like no, nobody stretches. 
and I'm like, I need to do all these ritual stretches and I need to have everything kind of flexible and great. Um, to me, it means I'm gonna be able to do this for a long time because I can, because <laughs> I'm stretching. But uh, uh, those are my main key things. And if I don't get to do it, I am so sad. <laughs> I'm, norm I'm normally fine. But the day I go out there and I just pull a hammy, <laughs> it's gonna be because I didn't stretch. The one time you don't stretch is probably going to be the one time you hurt yourself. So yeah, keep stretching. Now, pe people commented on it and they think it's like, dude, you've been over in that corner stretching for like 20 minutes and we got to call this match. And I'm like, uh, I'm not feeling good. <laughs> so. Like, look, I can't call this match until I've done my stretching. So. Oh. So if you had an action figure of yourself and it could like, it had like, it was like one of the talking ones and it could say phrases, what would you want it to say and what accessories would it come with? Uh, well, da 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 da, charge. Um, that's the most important thing. Um, Cause I guess that's my catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then accessories. So funny that you mentioned that because one thing I noticed that I don't do well as a wrestler is have cool presentation gear. Um, I come out to the ring like in a t-shirt and like my gear looks great. I love all my gear and the, the masks are beautiful, but I don't have like a cool thing that I wear, like a cape or anything like that or a coat and stuff like that I'm like well I spent all this money on this gear and now I have to build another thing that I only wear for like 10 seconds and it's important because it looks cool and it gets catches people's attention when you come out to the ring um so accessories uh a really fancy baseball bat uh maybe with spikes coming out of it um <laughs> that I won't use are, are we gonna get deathmatch boomer or uh... and then a really really cool cape something with a giant collar like a like a dr strange kind of scenario nice so are you going to get a cape made no <laughs> are you going to get a fancy scary looking baseball bat with which make that people? myself i can make that myself if i ever turn evil uh i will i will make sure i get those giant like railroad spikes and get like a like a really good quality wooden bat um and kind of like figure out how to do that correctly it probably doesn't match well i didn't really think about this what kind of nails would i use they have long nails yeah, you wouldn't like want to use would you want to use like real nails though like i would be worried about accidentally stabbing my own self right you don't want to do that no. Yeah, no you, Plus, you, you have to think you have you to travel the, with You this take thing. the nails, you stick them through, and then you put like little rubby rubber thingies at the end. So you like when you practice hitting people with it, it's like bonk, bonk. it doesn't hurt at all. Uh, but then when you're in the real life scenario where uh, you have to have like safety bludgeon. caps, like they put on like the cat claws or whatever. Yeah, yeah or like the corner for like babies. <laughs> like the little <laughs> It's the safety gloves of the, the weapons that you use in the death matches. Yeah. So I'm hearing boomer death matches never. on, on the horizon. Gonna, I'm being silly. It's never going to happen. <laughs> Nobody in the chat ever better think this is going to happen because it will never happen. 
I don't want to put any rumors out there. So there will be no boomer death matches in yeah. the future. Yes. Ever. Yeah, probably never. <laughs> it's not my pack. Respect and love everybody that does it. Uh, Shay has done some hardcore matches as well. Uh, I don't know if you saw the match uh, where they got bludgeoned in the back top of the head by a chair. Uh, and they had a welt this big. Uh, it was hilarious. Uh, if you search back, they can probably find a picture of it. But it, it was like a stray chair. It wasn't even like a chair shot. It was just like some a chair that was thrown into the ring, bounced up. And went, I'm like, I don't need that in my life. I mean, yeah, I wear a mask, so like I won't see the the the, the nubbies, but I don't need that. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't need that either. Yeah, no, I I, I mean, you were at the ISW show where you watched the Lego match, and people are insane. People are insane, and that was highly entertaining. Match, not for me. <laughs> I love watching a good death match. I in by no means would ever attempt. Nor would I ever expect anybody to attempt that. Like the people that do that are far crazier than I could ever be. So respectfully, I enjoy them. But <laughs> you know, that's the cool part about wrestling. There's something for everybody, and not everybody needs to do everything. Mm-hmm. I agree. Brilliant. So if you could create your own title, what would it be for and how would it be defended? So my, okay, my favorite wrestling title of all time was the WWE European title. I would like that to be resuscitated in some kind of form, but like only defended in Europe. So I'd like to win that and then travel to Europe and only defend it in Europe and then booked strong. So I only win it. So I get to travel a lot. That's, that's what I want. Um, <laughs> but but I you would have to cru- win it. I love Europe. a little bit uh, light heavyweight or cruiserweight. Uh, kind of like uh, division as well. So I'd love to um, create something fun for that. So a European cruiserweight that you can only win in a European cruiserweight. Combine the two. Well, that's more unique. That's brilliant value. That's fantastic. So European cruiserweight division. So I get to do cool matches in Europe, booked strong. So I get to stay there for a long time. Fantastic. I love it. <laughs> I think I think somebody needs to make this happen. Won't be won't be me personally, but I think somebody should. I would watch those matches. I don't get to see enough European talent because I live here, and I I should branch out more. But there's only so many hours in a day. There's too much wrestling. To watch wrestling. There's not enough wrestling, and there's too much wrestling. Good problems to have, though. <laughs> So other than your gear and your phone, what can you not leave for a wrestle trip with that? Like, what do you always have to take with you? Uh, usually a towel, um, uh, cause sweatiness, um, and you don't want to use a shirt or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, my partner always makes sure I have a bunch of granola in my bag, um, and water and orange slices, which is great. <laughs> oh, you guys are so cute. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but generally, uh, comfortable pants, too, because uh, you can be on one of these trips, and you're like, I have jeans, and I have my gear, 
You need comfortable pants. Pajamas, you're driving at 3 o'clock in the morning. Why would you drive in pants when you could drive in your pajamas? Yes, you're not napping, but you're in the most comfortable pants you could be in. So sweatpants, pajamas, comfortable clothes. You absolutely need comfortable clothes with it. Uh, bring a scarf, bring a coat, because it's cold out there. You know, Don't forget your scarf and your coat. The hat, it's cold. Important things. Usually, I have too much excess. Uh, with all my gear, because I don't wear a lot in the ring, but the rest of the stuff <laughs> in my bag. You never know what you're going to need. Toiletries, your toothbrush. I'm in the gas stations brushing my teeth, and people think that's weird. I'm like, uh, but I feel funky if I don't do that. So I like to feel fresh as much as possible. <laughs> I'm sure that the other people in your car appreciate that. They stink, um, though. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm driving this weekend uh, with Calix and Razor and Shay, and they better bring their deodorant and their toothpaste because I ain't sharing. I wouldn't share deodorant, but I would share, well, maybe if it was the spray on deodorant. It's more of like a, like a, but not like a roll. trying to prove here. You know, it's like, yeah, oh, but, you, but like, oh, well, Boomer brought it. So we're fine. I'm like, yeah, but it only hurts you if you don't let them use it. The point is I'm going to share it. <laughs> <laughs> but under protest. <laughs> you'll you'll put up like a good fight that you're not gonna share it, but I will shame them, but uh, they'll still get what they want. It is known. <laughs> yeah, if it was if it was like either you use my toothpaste or you have like funky breath like breath. here's my toothpaste yeah no they're getting my toothpaste <laughs> not my toothbrush no never oh. toothbrush no, no i don't share that i don't care if we are blood shit you're not getting my toothbrush <laughs> you can put your toothpaste on your finger if you have to i've had to do that i have done that in the past <laughs> totally is acceptable in the moment right if the option is either nothing or use my finger as a toothbrush then I'll go for it if I have to it's not my first choice but it's better than no choice right plus you travel with friends so <laughs> weirder <laughs> things I'm sure yeah. <laughs> um what is the wrestling word that you use most outside of wrestling uh, gimmick. I call everything a gimmick. Um, I'll talk to my partner or people at the gym, like, oh, what's this gimmick or something like that, or talk about something from work. And they would be like, what? And I'm like, oh, thing, or John, or something like that. People from Philly understand John. Uh, so <laughs> I say gimmick a lot. Uh, and then a phrase that we used a lot at the factory was dope. Uh, everything was dope. So I started saying the word dope all of the time. And then it was great because it caught on at work. So everybody at my job started saying dope. And I'm like, I did that. But then I'm like, well, they did this, but I did it here. So this is my word here. So I feel responsible and it's great. And I still say dope, you know, four years later. <laughs> I, I seem to go through like phases where I use different words like a lot. And then I like retire them for a while. But I've been on like a dope kick lately. So I've been, everything's been dope it's for me. It's a dope word. Dope is a dope word. I'm joke. like, I'm way too old to be saying this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'll just uh, take my walker and go. <laughs> but um, anybody can say that. It's like a word from the eighties. Like we're fine. <laughs> so um, with all of the travel that you do, which is an extraordinary amount, um, you have to have like at least one good travel story. Either something that was like really like crazy or something that was really funny that happened. Um, so if you if there's if there's a good travel story that you can share with with the with the groom here, um, and you can go ahead and if you need to like protect anybody's name and use an alias, you can certainly do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to get canceled or outed or be uncomfortable for it. So so. I mentioned earlier, I'm really bad at storytelling. Um, and in the moment when people ask me to tell stories, I'm very bad at it. So I, if I can think of something, I will. If something triggers something, but I don't think if I, I can think of something on the spot. I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> something might trigger something where I can I can go into it. As soon as like something clicks, I'm be like, story, I got one. Uh, but it's usually, <laughs> I should have warned you. <laughs> yeah. If you had told me before, uh, Hey, I, I asked this question, come up with a story. I definitely could have thought of something. I might think of something by the end. On the moment, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're fine. You're absolutely fine. Oh, Don't here's worry. one. Here's one. Here's one. Okay. I got one. I got one. Okay. So this goes back to, uh, uh, so this was a trip from Limitless. I'm traveling with Hermit Crab, uh, Calix, and Travis Huckabee. Go high. Uh, we are traveling back, and it, we're coming back from the show. Uh, and I have fallen asleep in the back. So it's me and Crab in the back. I've fallen asleep. Travis, I think, is driving. Calix is up front. But I'm having a nightmare. I'm having a legit nightmare. And I wake up and I've just had this vision that we crashed. So I wake up from the back seat. I jump up to the front between Calix over here. Travis is right here. And I just go, oh my God, watch out. And they're like, what the, what the, what the? And I'm like, I'm like, and they're like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, we're not crashing. And they're like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I swear to God, we were crashing. And they're like, were you asleep? And I'm like, yes. I'm sorry, and I have apologized for this a million times to them, and they still like to make fun of me for it, which is bullcrap, because it was, I was asleep, and it's not fair to make fun of me for this. Uh, It's not fair, and I felt bad about it, because it could have been bad, like, you know, like, somebody could have jerked the wheel or something, like, it could have been awful. Um, So I do feel legitimately bad about it, but I'm like, it's still not my fault. I was asleep, you know, and we could have, I pictured we were, I was trying to save lives in this car, so, thank, thankfully it wasn't the scenario, but. I can only imagine the confusion was in the car, <laughs> with you, like, bolting out of a dead sleep, like, jumping to the front and, like, screaming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and like, you know, I'm small enough where I can like dive my entire body between the two chairs. So it's like I'm full body in front. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> and then Crab's in the back, still asleep because he's a he's a deep sleeper. He didn't, didn't imagine, didn't face him at all. He's just in the back. <laughs> oh, uh, shorter story. 
coming back yes. from a show I did in Ohio. Uh, this was like a month ago. We're just driving. We're driving back to Philly. I probably just got into Pennsylvania. And we just see a light in the distance. This is on the highway, by the way. So there's a clearly a right side lane and a left side lane. Uh, we're just like, is that is that car? No. Oh no, that's that's in our lane. That's coming at us. There is just a car, and we're nowhere near an exit. So this guy must have been driving on incoming traffic for at least five. 10 minutes like we're nowhere near an exit and like behind us like he's not getting off anywhere he has he needs to pull he, he wouldn't pull off to the side and just turn around and figure it out like he was drunk or something but this guy is going full steam 90 miles an hour in the wrong direction luckily we're in we're in the right lane and he's coming on the inside lane and he's just driving like a madman and i'm like I don't know what's going to happen to him. I don't know if we're going to hear, we're going to hear about this guy in the morning. Uh, but that guy is nutball. So. That's crazy. I would like, I would be so scared. So like, did he, did he pass you then? Like, did mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. Each other? Just, drove, just drove straight past, past us and like, oh, okay, you're on. All right. <laughs> Wow. You should like, be traveling west. Wow. Um, yeah, I you know, if that were if I had noticed that like you you would have he had to have been like drunk or something. It has to be. Like I don't understand you would, how this guy didn't just get off to the side, you know, and at least do that. Or just turn around. Like at one point when there's nobody coming. Like he's just con- he's just sticking to it. He's sticking to his he had a death wish or something. I don't know. But he was just Oh, that's crazy. Wow. So um a couple more questions and then we'll transition to questions from chat. I know that we have a lightning round coming up. Mm-hmm. So we're getting ready to wrap things up here. Um this is a, um, so Twitter has this thing called Spaces. This question has come from Twitter Spaces. Um, what is the biggest animal that you could take in a fight with just your hands, no weapons? Biggest animal I take in a fight, no weapons. I respect animals and nature. You can pretend it's attacking you. Like, right, right, right. right. No, and it's not like a, I respect them isn't like, I wouldn't hurt them. It's like, Oh, an animal can kick my butt. You know, it's like a kangaroo is just going to kick me in the face. Oh, Travis is in the chat. He probably knows the story I was just telling. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, What's an animal I could take? I could probably take like a snake, you know? I'm short, but I could kick that snake, you know? I couldn't take like a monkey would be crazy. Like they'd be mm, mm, koala. Small bear. I could take a small bear. Do I have any? No, bear hands. Bear hands. So with my bear hands, I could take a small bear. Um, Travis wouldn't like that. He, he loses the bears all the time. Oh, that's um, his problem. It is his problem. He needs to come to terms with that. Uh, take. I think I could take an ostrich. You know? I got some good Ostr- I could do with an ostrich. Ostriches are pretty big. They're pretty big, but <laughs> I'm pretty good at taking out big 
big things. I think I could give that guy a nice Rana. Uh, spike him. Nice boomerang into the into the dirt. No, I want to see you Rana and Astrid. I got him. <laughs> so, how do you take your pancakes? Uh, covered in butter and syrup. But nothing crazy, nothing like special, like in the pancakes. Uh, I'm a huge, huge, huge French toast person. So I love French toast. I have a podcast called The Toast. No, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm a big French toast fan, but I also love, love, love pancakes and waffles. But pretty regular fashion with the pancakes and the waffles. French toast, I can get a little crazy with the powder. I was in, I was, you know, because I saw you, I was in Philly a couple weekends ago, and I went to this place, and I had, like, the fanciest French toast I've ever had in my whole last life. Go on. It was apple pie French toast. Okay. And it was, what was that place, green eggs or something? Okay, she's saying I grabbed the wheel. I didn't grab the wheel. Did you grab? No. I didn't grab the wheel. I just, like, threw my hands up. He's crazy. He's crazy. My my hands were in their faces. I didn't grab the wheel. He's crazy. I don't know. Travis is saying that you grabbed the wheel. That's what he's saying. Gra- Travis doesn't know anything. Travis is not smart. Okay, he's brilliant. <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, but I did not grab the wheel. Uh, no, my partner would love that French toast. Where was this? Um, it was some. I want to say it was called like green eggs or something like that. Yeah. You know the place. I know the place. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. 10 of 10 would recommend the apple pie French toast. It was very, it was, it was so fancy. It was, I was just like, I'm not accustomed to all of this, but pretty it was sure delicious. <laughs> what? I'm pretty sure I've been on a date there. <laughs> it was a nice place. And you're from the area, so that's even more interesting. Uh, <laughs> so what would you tell a 10-year-old version of yourself if you could just, like, travel back into time? Travel back in time. Uh, you're not growing an inch, so stop imagining yourself to be 5'10". It's not happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, just to generally be comfortable with yourself, be a positive influence on your friends. Uh, do the best you can because life's going to be a struggle for everyone, not just you, but people around you. And you're there to be supportive because they're going to be for you. So just keep your head up. It's not going to be high, but keep it up. <laughs> I make a lot of short jokes on myself because uh, I took a lot of them when I was a kid. So I know them all. <laughs> I, I feel that um, fat girl, so different but similar. Um, and nobody can insult me better than I can insult myself, so don't even try. You got nothing in the wall. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Travis is saying that he was driving and you were asleep and you shot up out of nowhere. Like they didn't hit a bump or anything. He said, and then he said, you just, just started, started freaking out. out. Yeah. I, and I grabbed was the having wheel a nightmare, Travis. I was having a nightmare that we crashed, and I freaked out. Come on, man. You know this story. 
what if you would have grabbed the wheel? Like, it's a good thing that you like. What if it would have been like a self fulfilling pro- prophecy? Like, you shoot up out of nowhere and you grab the wheel and then you crash. It could have been. I mean, that's why I apologized a lot. <laughs> it could have been a very bad scenario, uh, and I'm glad it wasn't. <laughs> uh, Travis, I was having a nightmare. This is this. It's fine. It's fine. So, Travis anymore. <laughs> so it's a good thing that Travis had the like wherewithal to like not let you grab the wheel and to keep the car on the road. So good job, no, Travis. It, it was fantastic. <laughs> he, thinks, he thinks he needs to defend himself. I'm sorry, I didn't need distracted by this. He thinks I'm not trying to defend anything. Like I'm, I'm happy that Travis was able to keep us fine. Like I'm, I apologized and I said I'm sorry, but I was having a nightmare and I freaked out. Like that's it, that's it. He's prepared to give his side of the story. Like I'm arguing with him. But I mean, I'm not, at, I'm not looking at this chat anymore. I'm getting distracted. I mean, Travis, if you want to uh, record a statement, we would be happy to release that. Travis, go on to Spaces and state your case. We'll be there in a bit. Don't worry. If you want to give a statement, we'll be happy, and we can probably um, tack it on to the end of the episode um, before we release it on YouTube and, and Spotify and all. This is my episode, no Travis. <laughs> well, he, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want there to be any loose ends here in in this specific instance. That'll be his time. Well, keep that in mind, Travis, if you ever want to be on the stack, open invitation, and you can certainly tell your side of the time when uh, Boomer tried to grab the wheel, or not grab the wheel. Not I grab the wheel, there's no wheel this. grabbing. It was just a very panicked Boomer, feeling we were about to die. <laughs> So I'm going to um, kind of set like a scene for you. So if you just want to like take a journey with me, like mentally, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Take the journey. So you're like it's the middle of the day or whatever, and you're like, I'm hungry. I want to go. I want to get something to eat, right? And I'm like, and you're like, no, no, no. I want something. I want something like sweet. I want something sweet. So you go to the store and you're like cruising around the store. And you think, you know what I really want? I want I want some cookies. And you think, but I don't want just any cookie. No, no, no. You get to the cookie aisle and you think, I want America's favorite cookie, which is the Oreo. So you go to the Oreo section and you've already told me that you don't like weird flavors of stuff. So you're not going to get any of those like weird flavored Oreos. There's a multitude of them now. You just want like the OG, like chocolate cookie, white cream center Oreo. But we all know that like, you still have options at that point because you can go with like the thin ones where there's like a little tiny baby bit of cream or you can get like the the OG like regular stuffed Oreos or you can you can get like the double stuffed Oreos so so which Oreos are you picking boomer regular middle middle ground stuffed Mm. too much thin too little original recipe that's where I'm at Hmm. You don't agree. So the unofficial correct answer to this question is indeed the double stuffed Oreo. Okay. Because why have 
a little bit of stuff and you can have more stuff. Sure, sure. But I respect how your opinion on the single step Oreo. <laughs> Even though it's wrong. It, I mean, it's not technically incorrect. It's just unofficially incorrect. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, I mean, we'll let it pass. At least you didn't say the thin ones. What about what about the uh, the uppos? I don't think they call them uppos anymore, but like the flip like, one where it's the vanilla cookie with the cream or the chocolate oh. on the side. Um, you know, if I'm going to go for a special Oreo, if you will, I do kind of like the ones that are covered in chocolate. <laughs> I like the, I really liked the, like the Keeblers with the, 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 the cookie, the regular cookie with the chocolate on the inside. Yeah. I love that. Like the, like the I'll, reverse. I'll take, double, I'll take a double stuffing of that. Yeah. Right on. With you there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Chuck or Chris, do we have questions from chat? I'm sure that we have questions from chat. Chat looked like it was popping pretty good. So, popping chat. Yeah, popping chat. Maybe. So I am going to do the questions from chat. Uh, and we're going to bring the captain back in after I do questions from chat. But the chat was popping. Lots going on. I'm going to try to read back some of the great puns that were going on. And with that, as I say that, we get raided by Chavez Club at a party of 13. So welcome awesome. to the stack. Val, give him the, give him the intro. Tell him where, where we're at. Uh, I have with me tonight, I have Boomer Hatfield. And he is wrestling um, everywhere on the East Coast, but uh, he's a tag team champion for Camp Leapfrog. He also wrestles for, uh, um, like I said, pretty much everywhere. Uh, <laughs> um, C4, Pizza Party Pro, ISW, WBR Plus, H2O Limitless. Um, you also are the wnrn internet champion and i'm glad that you haven't had to defend it on the stack that would have been very weird for me very nice i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> well welcome raiders welcome uh you raiders. you made it just in time for chat questions so if you do have any questions go ahead and throw them in the chat for boomer um <laughs> Fudge Cycle, we'll start with yours at the bottom of the chat and I'll work my way back up. But uh, Fudge Cycle Zero wants to know, have you ever had a match just completely fall apart? So I've been, I've been very fortunate that I've had, I haven't had anything completely fall apart. Um, there have been some matches that have gone from uh, we've had a lot of time to you have no time. Uh, so, and like that, those have been moments of panic for me in the past. Um, I'm usually paired with people who know what they're doing, especially in my, my younger years. So usually got pulled through pretty well. Um, I've had, a, a few matches go awry, but nothing major, um, luckily. So <laughs> finger crossed that doesn't happen, but my career is young. Who knows? Something could happen so we won't jinx that we're just going to move on uh i don't want to i don't want to be the cause of like your next match just being like a mess <laughs> I've, had, I've had matches where like 
people are like, yeah, you landed on your head. Are you alive? Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have a nightmare and try to grab Lily. Man, that we can. <laughs> All right, so next question, we're going to go to Boo Nanners because I have a whole group of questions from, from our resident VIP, Vic. But first, we'll go to Boo Nanners, who wants to know the combo flavor of choice. What is your preference to the combos? Um, I'm a, usually the regular red cylinder, but of chips, French onion. No, combos. I'm thinking Pringles. Pringles. Oh, <laughs> no. Sorry. Sorry. Combos. Uh, regular pretzel or just the, the blue bag, regular one. All right, and then go ahead and just tell us Pringles because I'm interested in that now. We need to know Pringles now. A regular and then French onion is the only that's the only French onion chip that I like. So I'm not a big Pringles person, but is does it work when you actually take different flavors and put them together? Like, is that an actual thing? I wouldn't do that because I'm I'm not a madman. That sounds awful. Okay, okay, and they do have a commercial about it. I just was wondering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they want you to buy more Pringles, man. Oh, they didn't get me. Stacks, and you're like, wow, we just sold three of them to these these guys. Now they're gonna combine them into weird combinations. All right, <laughs> Not so, about it. No, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, so go ahead and throw any more questions here while you guys are doing that. I am gonna get to the grouping of our VIP Vic questions. So he starts off his questions with. Baseballs are rubbed in dirt to roughen them up before games. What yes. does Boomer do to roughen himself up before matches? Uh, roughen myself up. <laughs> uh, well, there's a thing that uh, wrestlers will do or people before they perform is they do a lot of like calisthenics uh, to kind of help their muscles pop a little bit more. It's really dumb. Uh, but like, uh, Dasher, uh, he would do like 100 push-ups before he went out there. And he's just like, I got to make my pecs pop. Uh, so that was always funny. And then people like to spray themselves in water. Um, that's weird. Uh, but uh, me, I'll take a little like mound dirt, rough it up so it makes it harder for anybody to kind of grab my head. Because when they grab it, it's like, ow, what is that? So whenever you watch a match with me, somebody grabs my head and they go, ow, that's wild. All makes sense. I, but no pine tar. No, I don't believe in that. That's against the rules. You're a rules guy. <laughs> uh, Vic again, are the leapfrog belts real wood? Yes. Yes. Real. They are real wood, real heavy. Uh, the belt itself is a weightlifting belt. So that's, that's real thick. Um, there's two metal clamps on the end of them. So those are legit. Uh, the crusher. Um, made those uh she's a fantastic oh. artist um but she handmade them um hand uh embossed them and burned them with like the logos and stuff like that fantastic great job they're very cool and they're very original which i think is makes them so cool you just never seen a, a, a championship like that so rich mahogany fudge cycle zero says Uh, best roadside attraction that you've been able to go to? Uh, think like largest ball of yard. Nobody likes to stop. That's the pain. Nobody likes to stop. Everybody's just like, let's just get home. 
You see something cool. You see an attraction. We're going to Dutch Kingdom. Nope. Uh, so we didn't get to stop, but me and Wheeler Yuta were traveling to uh, Ohio once. And, God, I forget the name of the town, but they had the Cartoon Network Hotel. Um, it was, like, the coolest thing. It was a super weird town. It had a funny name, and I forget it. You can probably look up the Cartoon Network Hotel and find the name of the place. But I was like, I need to stay there right now. Like, we don't need to go to this wrestling show. We should just take a day and, like, go to the Cartoon Network Hotel and go in their spa and just chill. Lancaster, PA. Yeah, the captain's in the chat. He thinks it's in Lancaster, PA. It's close. It's close, but it's like a weird town name. It's close. It's in the Lancaster County, probably. Gotcha. All right. One more from Vic. What is the most annoying thing wrestlers ask to borrow besides tape? Tape is annoying. Tape is so annoying. Um, annoying thing. Oh, knee pads. <laughs> Whatever. When a wrestler tells you they forgot their knee pads, you're like, oh, can I wear my, can I borrow your knee pads? And I'm like, oh, I just wore the knee pads. Or I'm going to wear it later. So they're stinky and smelly. So I always bring an extra pair of knee pads just in case somebody needs to borrow them. <laughs> I would not think that ever. Like, I would think no. that would be something people would remember. <laughs> no, I mean, people forget pieces of their gear all the time. Uh, knee pads, no boots. <laughs> I've had, I know he's borrow my boots because my feet are tiny, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I've lent people knee pads on at least two or three different occasions. Was it the uh, same person know, or different people? On a, on the last, was it the last Leapfrog show? I think Shay borrowed a pair of my, uh, my knee pads with the, the, the laces on the side, silver with the, the stitching on the side. So you can probably see those, I think when we wrestled the main event, she, uh, they wore my, uh, Black and orange pads because they forgot them. Ooh, a little Easter egg. I like that. <laughs> oh, we got another one in the chat from uh, Fudge Cycle. Uh, have you ever taken a spot and immediately thought, never again? Uh, I got a Doomsday device once. Uh, I was on somebody's shoulders, and they told me they were going to just kind of give me a shoulder block off of it, so I was I would be able to bump safely. They decided in the moment to give me a draw kick to my face, uh, and I almost died. So <laughs> now I don't trust anybody uh, when that happens. Uh, Fair <laughs> um, mostly bats, or, or getting like a straight kick into the back. Um, I call it a scorpion kick or a victim kick, uh, where they kick you right in the spine. Uh, some people like they, you saw it in the Indies all the time, like the early O's. Um, everybody did a victim kick, uh, so those are terrible to take. Or a back chop, somebody get uh, put you over and just fucking whack you with the back chops are the worst. Part of my French earlier. Uh, people, I was gonna say you must really hate them. Yeah, because no, you, you used a swear. I used a swear word. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, no, people will, will shoot that on you. Big cows will shoot that on you. Uh, <laughs> give you a big back chop. Yeah, that's not a dude I want to take a back chop from. Not that I want to take one from anybody, but specifically. Well, I think that's it for the questions from chat, but I do have a little bit more because I want to shout out Fudge Cycle Zero because they were on point in the chat for most of the chat. Uh, here's some of the, the statements that were made. What's the relationship between a baseball and a pancake? They both have batter. Uh, I don't want to get off base, but this conversation has been a ball. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. And nice to watch an interview that really covers all the base. Every single interview should be like this. They double their audience and bring in triple the guests. All around home run. Nice. That is a lot of baseball puns, and I appreciate that. I like wordplay. Yeah, the the, the dad in me loves all that stuff. <laughs> but that's it for all me, right. and that's it from the oh. chat. Uh, I don't think we have any more from the chat. Going once. Do we have? Going twice. I think it's time for my favorite part of the interview. No, this is not it. Captain, are we there? It's actually time for the worst segment of the podcast. It is time for the lightning round. There's a whole video. I wish that you could see it. Chris is queuing that up right now. There we go. Hundreds of questions coming across the screen. Oh my God. <laughs> did, did you get them all? Did, do you have answers for all of them? No. Oh, okay. Nosers. What is that? We're, we're just going to scale it down to 10. So, Boomer, I got 10 questions as fast as we can. Are you ready, sir? Let's go make sure nobody's sneaking up on me. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Okay, number one, peanut butter, chunky or smooth? Smooth. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? No. Cake or pie? Cake. What's your favorite family board game? Chess. The best baseball game food? Hatfield hot dog. If you could have dinner with anyone living or dead who would it be mr perfect what's your most hated food avocado favorite childhood movie back to the future no land before time land before time no no oh. raise a little toaster raise a little toaster that's the one okay favorite holiday halloween and last but not least a baseball question controversial may should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? No. That's it. That's 10. You survived. I almost, I almost flubbed that one, though. I had three different answers for it. So That's okay. You, you landed on the Brave Little Toaster. I but, all, but all three were, were great answers. Mm -hmm. Ferris Bueller's oh. Day Off is a good one, too. Four. Four. That's <laughs> Greece. Five. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. One from nineteen ninety. That's an amazing one. And the second one. The second one. Seven. Third one, third one, no. 
I'll, I'll go with seven. 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 The 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 Fantastic Seven favorite childhood movies. Last Action Hero. Eight. Great, 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 great movie. The Elegant Eight. Independence Day. Nine. So see, I think nine is a good place to stop because there are nine <laughs> innings in a baseball game. Oh, there you and go. Look at that, Val. I didn't even talk to the you know, all the baseball movies. Major League. No, okay. <laughs> a League of Their Own. Amazing. That's a Amen out. That's 12. <laughs> yeah, we need, I mean, we could do a whole show on this. Well, Durham. Major League. That's what I said. That was the first one I said. Major uh, League was, yeah, Major League was indeed first. Okay, Major League 2. Major League 2 was good. Yeah. Major League 3 was terrible. Rook of the Year. Yes, great. Little Big League. Uh, Brewster's Millions. Little Big League. Brewster's Millions, best baseball movie ever ever made i don't know that one. Oh, dreams my no 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 no. hold on brewster's millions with richard pryor i have no and, idea what you're talking and about and john candy it's, got, it's an I've, 80s it's movie already i need to yes watch. uh eugene levy is also in it it is a fantastic movie is this like later 80s uh i'm gonna say mid 80s probably okay boosters millions okay i've never seen this movie but i've heard of it i'll look it up so i can't vouch for it if it's good or not but watch it and find out i guess so um what upcoming shows do you have besides like a whole bunch so i'm gonna be ewe this weekend um, that's in Indiana. Uh, the following weekend, I will be at a C4 in Ottawa. Uh, super happy to return to Canada. I'm blown away by that. Like, uh, I'm super happy for that opportunity too. Uh, Tropic Depression, um, on the following, uh, the 13th, I'll be there. Uh, on the, uh, 20th of November, I'll be an Invictus Pro. And then at the end of November, November on the 27th, uh, me and Chad are going to be defending the Campeones de Ranas uh, against Avery Good, professional wrestler, and Addie Jane. So we're going to be wrestling down at a Camp Leapfrog show in New Jersey. Happy Campers is the name, Happy Campers. And I'm sure that that will... I don't know if it's live streaming or not, but I'm sure it will be, that will be on IWTV. It will be live streaming. Awesome. Even better. Heck yeah. I always like when they live stream the leapfrog shows. Those are like must watches for me. I like when I get to beat up my dad on a live stream. (laughs) It's more satisfying that way. (laughs) I mean, I think it's fine. Well, on that note, where can people find you on social media? I know that you have Twitter. I don't know. Do you have Instagram, TikTok? So, I don't know what you people use anymore. <laughs> Boomer Hatfield on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Hatfield City. I am on Facebook, but I don't really use it often, so I rarely check it. Um, but otherwise, I'm on the the Instagram and Twitter. And if someone wants to buy 
pieces of merchandise with your face on it. Where do people do that at? Uh, Hatfield and McCoy, uh, Big Cartel. There's a link on Twitter um, that you can find a link to the store. That you can Fabulous. find both Shay and my goods in the same store. So we got hats and shirts and prints and shenanigans. We got it all. Heck yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Um, it's been super Hi. fun talking with you. Um, this has been The Stack. I'm Belle Pancakes. This has been Boomer Hatfield. Be sure to check uh, Boomer out at the live streaming Camp Leapfrog show. Happy Campers. As well as literally everywhere else um, he's going to be, which is, it sounds like you're booked probably through the end of the year. November is good. November and December. <laughs> happily good so <laughs> so if you're on the east coast boomer will find you um so make sure to go and support um follow boomer on social media twitter instagram and check out his merch and thank you everybody for joining us tonight be sure to stop by next week same time same place and i will have shortsy on so that should be very interesting um, thank you, everybody, and thank you, Boomer. Thank you so much. Somebody snuck up on me. <laughs>